Hi honeys, welcome back to the Pearl Strong podcast with me, your host, Becky Dunn. Today I speak to the gorgeous Marilena. Marilena has her own pole studio and was most recently the winner of Hillography at the Elite Pole Championships. We discuss a bit of everything really, from setting up your own studio, building a community and competing. I hope you enjoy this just as much as I did. Marilena, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure. I am excited to have you on. <laughs> I'm excited for this little chin wag. Yeah, wag. Where uh, we're going to get into. Um, so, firstly, tell anyone that's listening who you know might don't might not know who you are, what you're about, where it all started for you, your journey, like who you are. Take the floor. Okay, so I started pop years ago, ten years ago in October. Wow. Um, I was training in a boxing gym, basically. Do you know, like when Paul was. Quite like, like almost like pop ups. I, I started in a boxing gym. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Holes that were about but high, um, and I fell in love with it. Absolutely fell in love with it. I was obsessed. So I think I was t- just turned twenty one when I took it on. And as far as I'm concerned, it kept me out of the clubs. It kept me off the streets. It kept me away from boys because I was just training like every Wednesday and every Sunday. They were the only two days that I could go to training. Um, and I wanted to train every Sunday. I didn't want to be hung over. So mm-hmm. I was anyone like, no, I'm not going out tonight. I'm going to go to pole tomorrow. So I became really disciplined and obsessed with it probably within about six months. And I was like, I want to be good at this. And then I think I was about a year into my journey and I put a pole up in my dead horse's stable, basically. Um, <laughs> I had two horses die in the summer of 2006 or eight can't remember what whatever year I did my GCSEs both of my horses died in the summer and I was absolutely distraught and never got on a horse again really yeah, but one died from the heat from dehydration and heat because he was an old boy um and the other one I'd had sold to me as a healthy I think she, I think he was 10 um healthy and 10 but un, unfit but 10 and I was tra- giving him to train him to become fitter and he was actually 18 and I was killing him basically it was oh, that's a shame. really traumatizing as a kid um so I put a pole up in my dead horse's stable and was training there probably four times a week on my own with no instruction with no access to internet so I wasn't able to like watch a YouTube video and then do it I was literally flinging myself around I think I learned how to I taught myself like an aerial shoulder mount before I had a basic leg hang like really playing around like luckily I already had some like fitness and stuff in me so I was able I was a monkey bar kid that's how I like to think of it like I liked flinging myself around as a kid I did gymnastics so it wasn't uh, detrimental on my joints or my shoulders at the start so I was in that uh, the stable training I could remember and I remember it so clearly someone who was keeping a horse at the livery yard popped her head around the stable and was like Will you teach me how to do that? And I was like, teach you? I thought, that'd be fun. I was like, wait a minute, people want to learn this as well as me? And I was like, hold on a second. I was like, light bulb moment. I've got a that must have a qualification. I went home and Googled it, found all of the qualifications, found that it was reps accredited. And I was like, oh my God, wait a minute. Because I didn't have, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't. I had five GCSEs and one and a half A-levels. I didn't want to go to university. I knew that I wanted to help people. So I thought I'm going to be a nurse or something. I wanted to be with people and help them. Um, I think I was in social care and I was supporting someone because I was gearing myself up to apply for a nursing degree or a nursing course. And I was working in social care and I supported someone to go and have some stitches out of the back of their neck. Um, And I passed out. Whilst supporting, so I was supporting a vulnerable adult, and I was the one that passed out. And it was that moment there. I was like, I am not going to be a very good nurse. So that was where I really started to think. Right, I need to like think about this properly. So I started training hard. I did my qualification with Pole Passion with Kay Penny. I did in-person training training down south. Um, I've forgotten the name of it, but I I had the absolute honour of being physically and personally trained 
okay penny um which for me was that that training was detrimental to my personality and my growth i remember doing the instructor training and sitting there i had to introduce myself to like the 10 like the 10 12 people on the table and um I think there was four or five people before me before and i remember i didn't have anything written down on this piece of paper i just held it shaking and i was like hi my name's marilena and uh, and i want to be a pole instructor and they were like well, why do you love pole and i was like uh i just really like being part of the community and i just feel like i'm i'm, I'm part of something really big and I just cried like <laughs> cried like from the nerves the fear the anxiety, like all of it was so overwhelming and i remember thinking like how the fuck am i gonna coach anyone if this is me like introducing myself to people so that was crucial i had uh, we went through like confidence training and posture of an instructor the you know your demeanor like not just your coaching not just your verbals but you as a physical person as an entity um and that was detrimental for me so i got my qualification i started teaching from the boxing gym that i was previously learning from because the instructor had done a runner but that's a whole whole nother <laughs> story she'd done a runner left the street left the gym with all of her equipment in it but she was nowhere to be seen so i went to the previous owners and just said like i'm gonna get some poles can i set up and teach from here and i did and that was me i was teaching two nights a week whilst also training but it was in a boxing gym and i had so my the only time i was allowed to use the studio was from eight o'clock till nine o'clock i say the studio the boxing gym but their boxing classes finished at quarter to eight so i had 15 minutes to get six poles up ready to teach 12 14 15 people in a room um so eventually i'd have like people that also were obsessed with pole and loved it would come and help me like set up so i think this is sort of where the community really started for me because a lot of people that are with me now have been with me since i qualified and since we were putting poles up in the gym oh wow yeah so, uh, so there's some people that have been with me through then then i moved to a church so i moved to a redeemed christian church where we weren't allowed to wear heels so i was teaching from a, it was a lovely venue we had a lot of space we had mirrors so we went from boxing gym grimy dirty carpet tiles six you know six foot poles to all of a sudden having uh, i think we had about 11 foot mirrors along the wall and hard floors to dance from so i started dance classes that I'd, I'd never taught dance i'd never done dance so i what, like what like um dance like a dance oh, dance but not with heels so we right. were the knee pads we were doing all of the you know the transitions way back then that people were doing in the heels but we were doing it in our socks because we weren't allowed to mark or scuff the floors so a lot of my girls have actually been on my dance journey with me so when i've been learning how to dance they've also been learning to dance with me if that makes sense so i've been i've learned this here you go <laughs> do this <laughs> uh, and then obviously so that that and that was still working full-time at that point so i still had a 40 hour to 50 hour job in social care so i did night shifts sleep-ins um whilst i was teaching from the church and then all of a sudden i just had uh, a few issues happened with work few issues happened personal life so i was kind of pushed out of the job fortunately i was on six months um suspension full pay so i had six oh. months right self-employed still being fully paid i need all of this time to think so i had a, a really i was very very lucky very lucky because not many people get this but i was given six months to work everything out to go full-time and i went full-time i started classes four or five times a week five nights a week i think it was monday to thursday and then sunday so yeah that's five nights a week um and was running from this church and i was paying 10 pounds an hour for my studio rent and the amount of hours i was actually doing i wasn't able to teach privates um very often apart from on sundays because i couldn't have access to the venue but the amount of money i was paying for those hours through the month i sat there and i was like i can afford a unit mm. like Board my own studio and i will be able to earn way more because the place will be all by myself so i started looking at properties amid covid because everyone everyone was gagging for people to take on properties in covid so th throughout the entirety of covid i looked for a dog cute 
her two weeks after the end of lockdown, little sausage dog, and found a venue in May 2020. So literally two months after coming out of lockdown, I found the perfect place. Financially, it was totally feasible. I was like, I want it. But then from May to August, I had to jump through loopholes, contact people, emails back and forth, people putting up blockages saying like, no, you can't do this or whatever. But I just kept fighting. I didn't realise how stressed I was. I was more stressed in summer 2020 after lockdown than I was in lockdown, which was an experience. And um, yeah, so I got the keys for the studio in August. We spent a month setting it all up. That's quite quick, by the way. Yeah. Really quick. Um, We... Luckily, I had a friend, carpenter friend, and he helped me with a lot of it. He laid the floor out. Um, we did the structural beams for which actually you, I think you. Yeah, it was yeah, I did. Yeah, I was about to say yeah because I was about it, to spend it, thousands on a truck. Uh, it's, yeah. so, it's so funny because our our stories are very 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 similar. Our journeys are very similar. Is um, it? Yeah, it was exactly the same as you working full time. Um, I started teaching. Well, I had like an opportunity to. Fat my one of my friends found a space for me and was basically like, "Listen, I've got this space. I think it'd be wicked for a pole studio. Would." you know, do you, do you want to, I think like you'd be amazing to sort of like get, I think you should start up and do your own. And I was like, oh my God, it took me four months to make a decision. I was working full time. Yeah. Uh, I, I got the rent at £10 an hour, same as you, like again, but I didn't have, it was within a gym. So I didn't have like complete access. It was only sort of like, I could have access actually whenever I wanted, but he was running classes and he was a bit of a dick as well. The the guy was a dick. Um, and you know, it's just, it was just not, not the right vibe, but you know, you, you, it's what you create and it's the community you create and the, you know, it didn't stop people coming. Um, and then that was when I was like, you know what, I can do this. I can get a unit. And I got my unit. I, well, you're, that's why I said you're really lucky because I found mine in August last year or September last year and I got the keys in March and I had to jump. Yeah. It was it, like the estate agent said to me, it'll be about four, six, four to six weeks. And I was like, fucking brilliant because I'll be in by Christmas. Like I can have a whole relaunch in January. Like I'd op- I'd initially opened the business in January of 2021. So I was like, can have a huge relaunch. This would be really, really cool. And yeah, it took ages and the loopholes you have to go through and like the structural work. And that's why I'd reached out to you and I'd reached out to Bex Pulse because I love what you had done. Like, Yes. The way you made your beams look and stuff, it looked really, really good. But, um, and so, yes, to answer so, 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 what you were saying, I spent thousands on a truss. Get- what? Have you got a truss in the end? Did you get yeah. a truss? Yeah. yeah. And so I've had a couple of people message me about the truss. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think people uh, realize how expensive getting a trust is. No. Like, it is like a deposit for a house alone. <laughs> literally but anyway so you got your you got your keys in uh in august sorry go on no so you got you so you got your keys in august and then what? august um and i think and i set up with stage poles at first because mm-hmm. everyone was just so eager to get in they didn't care that they were on stage literally we had six stage poles set up but they were all students so they none of them were mine i was literally like guys we've got the venue but we don't have any poles for a month does anyone have stage poles and we can poll for like the whole of september and everyone's like i do so stage poles got set up and we worked from the stage poles for a month and um, whilst i was waiting for the trust quote <laughs> <laughs> they were also probably quite happy to get them out their house yeah. I, had, I had a couple of people say to me like you can use my pole yeah. Um, and, I, and I, to be honest, I said the same. I had, I've got two stages and I've got a fit pole. Um, yeah. And I knew the girls wouldn't have cared if like, if I had to just work from X stages or for like two, three months, like they honestly didn't give a shit. They just wanted to be in the new venue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it's a bit, but, it, but um, so yeah, you, so you didn't go with the trust quote. <laughs> I did. It was 9,000 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> I was prepared for about three and a half. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to throw money about, but what I'd ask- it's, it's, it's just being really real, isn't it? Like, it is, I, yeah. I thought I was expecting five. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you want them fitted to the walls or to the floor? To the wall. I always wanted, like, I always wanted wall to wall. I really, if I had a really big space where, like, having them down to the floor wouldn't really impact- yeah and then yeah maybe i would do that but i just don't understand why you would do that if you don't have to do that 
that's it i i for me i was it was a really aesthetical project that i hadn't fully realized how aesthetical i was being but i didn't want my trusses on the floor because i wanted the illusion of the poles floating eventually i wanted foliage hanging i knew that i wanted it to almost feel like because i i'm really fortunate that i my shut my studio my unit is west facing so when the sun sets that's right yeah rise in the east sets in the west so our studio is west facing so when the sun sets throughout the afternoon the sun comes over the unit and i open my shutter door and the sun just beams in the entire room all the way so you can literally pull in the sun so i always knew that aesthetically i wanted like foliage i wanted to feel like you're pulling outside in the summer which it, it, it really can do feel like that like you've got the breeze you've got the sunlight um and i just knew that if i had a truss on the floor that that wasn't going to give me the effect so i was really no, that was the same the aesthetic for me um is everything uh like that was the one thing i had control of over when i was in the gym studio i had i had full control over how i could make it look and because it was like the gym that i was in like it wasn't the cleanest he wasn't the nicest but you know we were just left to it in a room and like you know we just apologized constantly but we had control of the aesthetic so I just made sure that there was so many plants, so much foliage for like, it just makes people feel safe. Um, So many LEDs, like spotlights, like you name it. Like, so basically when the, and I also really, really like the fact that basically when the lights are off, um, you've got this beautiful like ambiance or like really nice vibey setting that when people were coming to do poll and they might be feeling like not very confident or not wanting to take their clothes off, um, turn the lights off and it changes the game you forget about like you don't like it and it's that that creates that like really warm space it affects your mood i think for me that was i was like guys we're gonna have some really nice lights mm. that when you walk in you go fluorescent hmm. mm-hmm. lighting you know and you're just like, ah or spotlight big bright spotlights or anything like that we've got, obviously we have like the color lights on the floor as well for the dance aesthetics as well which i highly recommend i feel like every pole studio should have them <laughs> what ones are they the, like, um, the, the coloured spots. Yeah, so I have coloured spots. I have coloured spots that go onto the back of my white wall to give. Yeah, I know the. I know the ones. I think we've got the same. Yes, the colours, and then so that they beam onto the floor around the base of the pole. So when people are dancing, they're all like lit up, like they're in the stage, and they feel mm. it makes for their aesthetical videos as well. So I do highly recommend. <laughs> just for me though like I think (laughs) because I am so content driven anyway and aesthetics that was like I always knew dynamic for me was going to be like my HQ so it it had to look aesthetically pleasing like the 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 way the videos were going to look was my absolute like biggest focus and so yeah it's it's important and like you say what you're doing ultimately is creating a safe space Mm mm-hmm plants fake plants regard like doesn't actually matter if they're real or fake but but creates that feeling of just feeling like just warm and safe yeah that's it and that's what you need a lot of money in studios like it's it needs to be somewhere people want to go for me i was like i've done my job when i see people not wanting to leave straight from class and i see them sat around chatting or they roll a mat out and have an extra stretch and cool down because they're not feeling like they're Ugh, i need to get out of here you know like yeah. just, like that hanging around afterwards for me and people hanging around outside the studio afterwards like i love it i'm like yeah you don't want to go home and i love that <laughs> yeah, i love the i feel so proud of the community that's been built we'll, we'll we'll go into the community in more depth but the that when you see those friendships form that you know that you've created from the space that you know you've put all your efforts into but going on to the aesthetics one really really big thing for me like just from previous experience so one of the studios i was at before i even opened my own the toilet was uh, a toilet on an industrial site uh, that, yeah an industrial site and then um, it was shared so it wasn't part of the like it wasn't part of the studio so all the men on the industrial site used it it was fucking disgusting like you would just have to squat you know like and just hover over the toilet and be like you know when you go in somewhere you're like don't touch anything <laughs> and then when i was in the gym like it, we had a stu- we had the toilet like in the gym 
but still I was like it was just like it was he was a typical man so it wasn't really decorated so like even that alone like the spending money like I made sure my toilet I was like I want it as bougie as fuck like yeah. it's pink and green it's got wall pa- like patterned like parrot yeah. wallpaper big bougie mirror like <laughs> what's that you you enjoy your shit in that toilet like yeah yeah absolutely like i wanted to make like even down to like the toilet cleaner holder you know and the soap dispensers like a little bougie bum you know one of those like naked (laughs) you know but again it's you walk in and you're like this is cool it's like when you go into a really cool restaurant you're like this right this this toilet's cool as fuck yeah (laughs) that's what i wanted to create um but that is a lot of money it takes like doesn't it like you don't realize like when you open a studio when you want to put that much into it um it's worth it it's worth every single penny but like it the costs run away with you do you look at old photos of when you first opened and think yours was really bare mine's just been a constant project and i forget i look back at a video a year ago and i'm like whoa the studio was naked like i can't i've actually not really fully processed the change gone over for the years i think because it's just got like i paint i only just painted to the top of the roof in january and holy fuck has that made a difference because it was just previously just like lined as high as i could sort of reach and then we hired a a big massive scaffolding to actually get to the top in january and oh my god it made such a difference yeah like, i can see why with yours because i remember i do i remember watching your studio journey too like i remember seeing it when you had poles in there like i think i had gone and done some digging gone back and looked at your studio from when i was looking at like your frames and then when i before yeah. i reached out um and at that point when i re- when i think i reached out to you a year year and a half ago so at that or a year ago baby maybe at that point you were like it was still the bare bones of you yeah so yeah but like for me because i had that because i had that studio before that already had those i already had a big foliage wall and i already had an led sign and when i went in to my studio it was completely white so i actually opened it basically how it looks no yes but i was so like like i was really I was like, I know when I want when this is open, it has to look like this. So I put everything into making it look like that. But I think it's only because my studio before was completely white, like that the one in the gym was completely white. So I was only mirroring the aesthetic on a larger scale. Yeah. Not not necessarily having to be like, fuck, I need to completely redesign this. What am I gonna do? Like it was like I'd already had loads of plants. I like I said I had the basis of the big massive foliage wall that I had. I already had the LEDs. Um you know just it was just adding to what i'd already done but yeah even but even now that, that that being said like i still add like it was only last week or the week before i added more leds in and i got the shelves put up for the spotlights and but those spotlights that you've got i had um i wanted shelves put up so i could angle them correctly like it's yeah. only, it's only recently that i've done that so it's always a work in progress i think yeah yeah so, gotta be just a constant project that's how I look at it like for the rest it's an eternal not eternal but a lifelong yeah because I never I me and then like my husband always says to me as well like you never want your studio to look shit you never want your studio to look run down he's like great very your husband sounds very great like honest and great I like it (laughs) yeah he is he's so to the point he'll always be like yeah this looks great or no it doesn't like and he's so like he is like he's so honest with everything like even down to my content like if I show him a piece of content yeah (laughs) he's like you can you can do that better he's like you (laughs) you can why don't you change this or like why don't you do this like yeah he is really really honest but he said to me like honestly like you never want you the whole point of this was I wanted it to feel premium too A premium space somewhere somewhere where people want to come and train so you can't let your standards slip you can't be like oh you know what i'll just leave it a bit dirty or like there's a bit of dust or <laughs> no. a studio yeah. that's cleaned three times a week and i know studios don't even have cleaners and i'm like excuse me what like we're in in these floors after covid like i thought that <laughs> this needs to continue <laughs> but yeah. this, um, owning a studio and clean and tidying by the way needs to be um spoken about more because i need to hoover every day yeah it needs hoovering 
every day like you have it has to be done yeah this is a really good podcast if you want to open a studio isn't it like if you're thinking about it right now (laughs) yeah i um, am yeah if you i think people like the idea of opening a studio and you have i think it's really important like to have a similar journey like i was i've been teaching for years too i've been teaching for five six years then moved into a space where i was renting 10 pounds an hour a bit like you um i don't think you'd be able to find a space now for 10 pounds an hour i think you'd be more looking at about 15 20 but um and then and then building up that community because you can't just go into a unit and be like oh you know what people will come no don't worry about don't worry about the overheads yeah (laughs) we'll uh we'll try and get the revenue from somewhere but um but something that you've done incredibly well is your community and even like even with the girls that have been with you from the very start like you've made you've you've been able to um like your retention and maintain their trust and you know that community because when so i know i said this before we got recording but at the elites it was honestly uh it it was it really took me back how many people were supporting you like and I'm not saying not, not in like a oh okay, do, do, do you know what I mean like no one else had that level no one else out of like there were so many performers on the day as well like that competition ran from half four to 11 o'clock every 10 minutes brutal yeah there were so many competitors so many big names in the industry um and nobody had the level of support that you did like okay. talk to me like so you, you said before we started actually like so you had six tables that in itself six tables five yeah five or six tables definitely um all in the left hand corner and then 20 people there i think it's 20 to 21 people in tiered seating as well um i think for, for elite it came the amount, so the amount of people supporting there to be there. So if I just want to break it down, I've had a really shit year. Um, I've, well, I say I had a really shit year. I've had a really testing couple of months since April, since my um, nana passed away. She passed very suddenly. She was oh, sorry. very, very live and kicking. She was very much still active, driving, walking. Wow. And she had her aorta dissected. New anxiety unlocked happens in one in every 30,000 people, but your main artery can just rupture and you bleed from the inside. That was insane. That's what happened to her. She's a very healthy old lady, but that happened. So within 10 hours, she passed. So I was obviously, yeah. And I was there with her from, you know, like in the morning while she was collapsed on the floor in the bathroom to being in the ambulance with her to going to hospital with her and being with her throughout the whole process. I then left when she was alive um, to go and teach um, and got the call just as I finished teaching that she had passed. So we had to go up to the hospital. So after that, that was a very intense sort of 24 hours that quite a lot of my students were kind of involved in because they were with me on the day of it happening. Um, I am, or previous to this, I'm quite not hard faced, but I'm very, like, I keep my emotions to myself. It's very, very rare you would ever see me cry. And from that moment onwards, everybody saw me cry. Everybody saw a very vulnerable side to me that they'd never seen before. Um, and so effectively needed to support me and help me whilst I was, like, teaching or I'm not going <laughs> oh, to... So fucking great. Like, I have been able to go in and teach whilst grieving and like nobody's expected anything from me like no one's complained i've not lost anyone like just support paying customers like they pay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like as an instructor you're there you have to it's okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> i mean mom's crying again <laughs> is he is, is it he or she she little daisy is little, is little daisy like an emotional support <laughs> she's like look at her little paw on your tummy that's so cute she makes me laugh when I cry <laughs> they're like you know you have a job to turn up and, and teach mm. like, you, you you carry the room you are oh my God, you do and if you're not feeling 100% it's quite, it can be quite hard to teach but for me there was absolutely no way I was going to be sat at home crying um mm. not what i wanted to do i did take i did take a week off um and then came back into it and 
everybody's just been so great so supportive like sending me flowers making sure i'm okay and then i broke my thumb in july so basically i competed at yff five days after nana had passed mm-hmm. thursday and then yff was on the saturday and i had created like a masterpiece like I was really happy with my, my routine and I'd been working on it for months and there was no way that that wasn't going to stage like I was like I'm not not taking this to stage even if I don't feel like a filthy fucker right now <laughs> <laughs> so I took it to stage and I didn't place like my feed some of my feedback was a little bit brutal like I got like a seven on sex appeal from someone which fortunately I was too engrossed in grief to give a shit what any judges thought um but because I went through that and I was really upset, a lot of my students were quite emotionally invested in me at this point, quite, you know, in the journey of like, right. I'm normally the strong one. I'm normally there. You know, I'm the one that's there to, for people's shoulders, like I'm the shoulder to cry on. And all of a sudden people having to do that for me. And I think people got quite emotionally invested in me, like for the first time, or I think it's always been the other way around. You know, I would be the one like, are you okay? You had a bad week last week. Like, how is everything now? Um, and now it's people doing that to me and like not expecting me to do that. Like the um, people left me so much space to grieve and not be okay that it's like allowed me to sort of like transform into a more emotional person where I'll cry on a podcast and not, <laughs> not embarrassed about it. Like, yeah, but it's, it's just human. It just makes I, you, it makes you human. Like, so, and because I was like, everyone was like, are you going to do elite? And I was like, of course I'm doing elite. I'm literally coming out of YFF training. And I spent three months, I think, training, two and a half months training a whole routine on grief. So like a routine at the end of it, I would almost like cry from like spilling that much emotion into it. And it, it to me, it was like, it was meant to be perfection. It was not meant to be though. A single bit of it would be, wrong like it was going to be clean it was going to make people cry like I was I'm going out on stage and releasing all my grief um and then on the 1st of July the competition was on the 29th of July I broke my thumb it got pulled um long story short I told some a a really horrible icky man to shut the fuck up as I walked past him because he was being really aggressive you know he's walked past me like shut the fuck up his girlfriend heard it started a fight with me um oh, jesus christ yeah, behind me like and obviously was like no so like held her and squatted her we ended up in like an arm wrestle scruffle um she had all my thumb the bouncers pulled it apart and it just went pop so there's like a tiny little bit of bone here mm. that's just chipped off slightly but the entire ligament up the side of my bone is all the way up here it's fully intact fully working so the whole thumb works but there's just a bit of bone hanging around um, so that happened and then everyone was like oh my god are you going to pull out of Elite and I was like well I've got to because the doctors have told me I have to then I went back to the hospital two weeks later and then another doctor was like I'll oh, just do anything that doesn't hurt and I was like okay well that's the green light I climbed the pole checked I could, and I've re- re-jiggled my routine so all of the things that I'd been training for like three months that I could still do with this freaking splint on i did and i rejiggled it into a different routine a different song absolutely not about grief (laughs) (laughs) thank god for that because honestly the thought now of bringing a grief routine that meant that much to me to stage for people to judge was not like that's not what i needed to no because i feel like you probably would have been so personally attached to that and then if you would have got the some feedback that you know, maybe just, it's all, it's all how you take it, isn't it? Like, I, I've seen a couple of people say, like, Aim said about oh, one of her feedback on the last comp, what, what, where, where was it? Um, what comp did she do? Was it, um, I can't remember what comp it was, but she, they commented on the sex appeal. She put it on oh, the story. Yeah, that was um, Floor Fucker. But like, but, and, and, but like, and how you said, like, your, your, um, your feedback was quite brutal. Like, I mean, it's, 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 I think, you know what, it, uh, and it is all being like revised and thrown out because, you know, like feedback is feedback. I abs- I love and respect Emma to the absolute maximum. So I just want to put that in now. Yeah, 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 definitely. It will always be a huge part of my journey, but it's just the word sex appeal. Mm. 
negative or you know there's other words but you know sex appeal can be quite personal can't it and i think if someone said to me oh you weren't provocative I'd go, okay cool but if someone said you didn't have enough sex appeal i'm like yeah it's quite it's quite hurtful i mean <laughs> So. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. It, it feels hurtful because it's it feels a bit more like a personal attack. Yes, that's on, it. But but on like, uh, like on your personality. Yes, and, and that's yeah. it's you know it, judging is not uh you know I one of the judges at Elite commented on my student's face, which I didn't like. Really, I, I thought we'd got past that, but it is it is what it is, and it's fine. Luckily, she was okay with it. But I read it and was like, no. <laughs> we don't say don't people <laughs> about like um you don't obviously have to name, name any names obviously no. but like was it about um was it about the way that like they weren't soft her, in their face or smiling deadpan yeah so her mm. face your face was static right. but i mean video she's smiling and then she's not smiling so but here's what it is anyway feedback yeah. is you you know you line I didn't I didn't compete for the first five years of my journey after I was essentially good enough to compete purely because I didn't want to be judged I was like yeah no one's telling me that that wasn't good enough like I'm quite happy doing my training putting a video online and going home and going to bed but it <laughs> it wasn't until opening a studio and realizing that people go oh I want to compete one day I'd go yeah I should probably do that to just help people like I literally only entered exotic generation to be able to say I did it like I competed I've competed I've been on stage I can coach people through the competition experience and had that was just not mentally prepared for the competition process and the stage I trained myself I coached myself after not ever doing a competition before um and yeah absolutely lost my mind on stage like I messed up and instead of professionally handling it I was literally on stage like ah, having like the worst time came embarrassed came off crying came came off like never wanting to show my face anywhere ever again and yeah it wasn't that bad but it was because I missed the shoulder mount I slipped which you talked about with Dan Rosen on your podcast mm. x-gen I can lift a shoulder mount like with my eyes closed I can do it without grip but on that stage that day I went to lift a shoulder mount and my hands went probably three or four inches as I went to lift my legs. Now on the video and when you're watching as an audience member, you can't see that like really happen that much. But that feeling in my head was like, you're going to die. So it came down and normally if you go, oh, are you going to die? You're going to slip. You go to a towel, dry your hands, put grip back on and carry on. I was on stage like, oh fuck. And my head was just like, well, what are you going to do? Cause I had an INX on spin full speed yet to do. I had loads of tricks yet that I'd choreographed in. I'd choreographed an old school routine. So well, I wasn't talking necessarily stripper style. I'm talking cross ankle release, leg hang, jade split, Superman. Like I wanted all of the, the OGs, old the OG moves moves done in that kind of way so i was on stage with no stage experience no previous experience going what the fuck are you going to do instead of an inx and i think i like got to the back of the pole and did this like straddle and then dropped and my spikes were down my feet were flexed and then i see myself click and i'm like oh fuck this part of the song you meant to be on the floor so i literally throw myself around on the floor no skill no style no no fazaz nothing literally throw myself do a nosedive and carry on with the, the choreo but because i'm constantly thinking what are you going to do on the pole when you get back up there through my floor work it is fucking dog shit and no one will tell me different <laughs> never never been able to watch the full video of that routine because it traumatizes me because i tell you i shit you not i came off that stage like i can do better than that i'm going again I was embarrassed that that was the standard that people saw me at. And I, you, you slip, you fall, like all of that. But I could have got over that if I'd have still done my best, but I didn't. Is that because the is that because like just a one off fluke of your hands or were the poles not grippy enough? Because when you see how much they do, they do give the poles a really good level of grip, don't they, at the, at the comps? So I believe it's a mix of two things. I don't believe the polls were cleaned as well as they could have been that, that year. There was a few people that commented on it. And I actually was watching the... 
new face show and was watching them clean the poles and it gave me anxiety and I had to stop watching the show because I was like they're not cleaning those poles properly and a few people had slipped but it it you know you don't want to let it get inside of your head mm. and then I think it was a mix of I actually asked for the pole to be gripped which I never never normally do I ne I always train with a clean pole I'm a clean polar oh yeah I am too tiny pole I don't want any grip and I asked for it to be gripped and it was I think it was Emma Coffey or someone a seasoned competitor told me that because I was later on in the competition the pole was warm plus the lights on it plus the if there's any residue of the vodka or the alcohol left on the pole a tiny little residue turns the grip to liquid so even if you go up there it will slip now only if you're some people are used to that some people aren't I definitely wasn't so I mean, I, you can't see it really on the video, but I go to do a, an invert, like a normal invert on spin, and my hands slip another three sort of inches, and I just make the leg hang. Like, I, I'm a strong polar. Like, I can invert with slippy hands, but I can't invert on a slippy pole, and I think that, for me, was like, no, if that was the pole then, that wasn't me. Like, I can do it. Like, my hands were dry at that point. I've done my floor work. I'm going back onto the pole to lift myself into an invert, and it just it felt like oil. So it just, it stressed me out. It was embarrassing. I came off stage and cried. Like I had a full on tantrum because, because I was embarrassed. It, like that's the only way to describe how you feel. Like you know how good you are. Mm. Though your standard was not the standard you brought out on stage. Now everybody always goes, oh yeah, I can do that better. But if you do a full routine and there's one or two mistakes, that's fine. But from about uh, two minutes into my four and a half minute routine, everything went wrong from those two minutes words that that was in a few minutes like whenever yeah. i think i'd want to get to a point where i'm like you know what guys you're gonna have to come clean this pole like stop the music <laughs> let me someone come clean this pole let me grip up and let's go again <laughs> literally it's bullshit so so yeah and i also had a she-in outfit on oh how does that work bad stage karma okay don't wear she in if you go on stage that's that's what i always tell my girls now <laughs> your um your jay, your jay the label outfit um looked amazing on stage yes jaya the label always she uh, i i train in those bodysuits all the time i love them so i was like i'm just gonna go on stage with what i know is comfortable and not I, I saw you make a comment on your story about uh having like absolutely no slippage whatsoever from because it's very, it is very tiny, isn't it, over the crotch area? Okay. But, Let, you, ta but you tagged Lisette. Yes, because Lisette um, messaged, <laughs> messaged, she actually came up to me after the competition and was like, extra points for your vagina not coming out. <laughs> she said she sat and watched the whole routine and was waiting for me to slip waited and i didn't and she had to come up to me afterwards and say you get extra points because your vagina didn't come out like she was really and i was like jaya the label and luckily she was actually stood at jaya's stall at the time basically jaya has designed a seam that works like nothing i've ever known um basically the way she does her seams on her clothing they don't cut in oh no they don't cut in and they don't leave marks on your skin that much but what they do do is they scoop the vagina right in okay nice. so the seam you kind of like place the seam around the edges of the lips and it kind of just scoops and holds it all in and they stay there i mean i might have a small one maybe i've got a small one <laughs> <laughs> i don't have a lot of vagina experience and know what's a big one and what isn't but i I swear by the Jaya bodysuits to keep it all in, included your butthole, because obviously the butthole can slip sometimes as well. So, yeah, and that's why I tagged Lisette, because Lisette had made a comment to me on the day. So, yeah. No, that's amazing. Your performance was, was really, really good. I mean, the performance was so clean. Thank you. I did, did slip a little bit on spin pole. Yeah, and I couldn't fully do what I was supposed to do. I always said to everyone, I was like, if I do a suicide spin on elite stage, I've lost grip and I haven't been able to do something. And I did have to do a suicide spin at one point. Is that your like bailout? Is that your like? Yeah, <laughs> do it really, really fast and right. um, dial it out, and I can go forwards and backwards in heels or whatever. So I just choose that. I like right suicide spin. It's a crowd pleaser. 
you know everyone loves watching someone do a suicide spin so yeah I, it, I did have a suicide spin in there I can't remember what I was supposed to do and then I came out of my suicide spin and I just remember my eyes you see you I see myself go I go oh fuck this is where I'm meant to be in a jade and I just launch myself up and get into like the fastest jade split and still managed to hit my musicality at the end and land when I'm supposed to land but boy did I panic for like the last sort of probably two seconds in that routine at the end where i'm like oh fuck <laughs> well you won so yeah. <laughs> when if you watch the video of me i did not expect to win that category at all like especially after watching people sort of before and afterwards if you watch kirsty g because like respect to her she's one of my idols i've looked up to her for years so her being in my category was very much like holy fuck what's kirsty g doing in here like he should be in the, the other ones. But I remember her name getting called out and I was just like, okay, cool. And I started clapping because I thought like Claire or someone had won. So I was clapping like, and then they read out my name and I was like, what? Like oh, you were in, you were in, I remember watching that, like you were in total shock. Yeah. And then the place just erupted with your little group. That's of- the relief because all of my students couldn't handle another bad experience at a comp. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I think at YFF, you know, as girl, as your students do, everybody does. They expect you to win. They're like, you're going to win. We love you. And at YFF, I didn't place, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't come up in, in like, stripper's choice or anything. But I just remember it being at YFF and all of my girls were lined up in front of me when they were doing the results. <laughs> filming, like... Oh no! <laughs> and like a name got called out, wasn't mine, and I could see some of the phones are starting to drop. <laughs> and then, then literally, it gets the first place, stripper's choice, all of that, and I've not won. Literally, I'm like, get me off the stage! I just need to cry now because I, you know, I'm four days into grief, so I was really emotional. And um, it is that it is that like emotional. I mean, I can't talk because I don't like. I've never competed, but like it, I you'd don't be, know. but oh, I, you get why you don't want to do it so i just i've just never really had the desire to want to do it i do feel like i should like a bit like you now like but like that being said i actually like so i've i coach a lot of people um on their snc and nutrition side of coaching and getting sorry of competing and getting them ready for competition i've had uh, i've worked with quite a few different competitors now and i've got quite a few competing in like the great british uh, the instructor you know the 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 names um i've got a couple of people in that that i'm coaching and i I really enjoy doing that side of things like but i feel like i should but i feel feel like i'd be doing it for the sake of it you know that's what i did i uh, i did did Mm x-gen and and admittedly i got on it off x-gen stage and was like i can do better than that and i really need people to see me do better than that so i was like right now i've got to prove myself so i entered yff uh, I, I actually really enjoyed the process of training for competitions i enjoy it a lot more but i really like because i got to a point where aerial tricks were i was like yeah i'm never gonna learn a grip switch because of my my left hand like i have a lot of like impairments with this thing you know i can grip but i can't spread my hand i can't put it out to catch myself there's a lot of shit you you know if you can't spread your hand and do that you can't do a lot so there's grip switches you know big tricks i started training a fungi and was like i do not like these bruises don't like the pain don't want to enjoy yeah. it go to the studio and start training and absolutely hating like what am i doing so i just got to a point where anything more aerial progression i didn't want to do i was literally like i don't want to do it. i'm doing it for a fucking instagram video to show that i can do it and i was like you don't, enjoy, you don't enjoy training so, when you start doing it like that so i took so i took on heels and was like i'm gonna try heels because this this is a whole new game and mm. that's where i am now so um i love spin i can do a lot of bendy poses really fast on spin quite comfortably i can do dynamic tricks when i can teach to the standard that i need to be able to teach at because at the end of the day you know you only need to be able to do things if you don't like to train them yourself to be able to teach them and to teach them yeah. i'm not um i've spoken about this before as well on the pod jade split's not my forte i'm not very i don't like jade split i i pulled my hamstring three times whilst doing jade <laughs> um it just really doesn't the move just doesn't really agree with me i've done it on a silicone pole and yeah. i like it on a silicone i think it's because i have that extra level of grip maybe i just haven't been 
like maybe I wasn't training it like when like if I trained it now for example like I can split so and comfortably split so you know maybe now would be a bit different but anyway I can still try I can still teach people how to do it hi honey me again are you looking to level up your pole game get super strong but don't know where to start well I got you boo I have the perfect plan to build some foundations. My six-week kettlebell plan is perfect for complementing pole with free workouts a week. The plan can be used over and over and is a great way to measure your strength, stamina, and muscle endurance. If you love the first plan, I have a follow-on plan available, or you can buy both for £40. With unlimited access to a private Instagram page, it's a no-brainer. Come and get pole strong with me. If this sounds like a little bit of you, I've linked my website in the show notes below where you can purchase both plans. Anyways, back to the pod. Yeah, and still, that, and that's that's the main, like you say, that's the biggest thing. As long as you can talk through, but going back, do you know what though? Like, honestly, when I look back at videos now, when like now, now being pregnant and looking back at how my physique was like <laughs> last year and how strong I was and like, uh, I mean, th- that that won't, the, the level won't drop, but looking back at that point in time and being like, fuck, I was like, yeah, peak, like my physique, my strength. And I was like, you know, you're like, why didn't no. I do anything then? No, you don't know that you're in your peak when you're in your peak though, do you? Yeah. No, no. And, and like, it's made me like, I'm like, I said to Rob the other day, um, I was like, I am going to come back so much fitter, so much, but I'm going to get back to, I'm going to get back, I'm gonna get back better than where I was. Um, it's really driven me. But you know, when you just look back and you're like, holy shit, why did I not do something with that, that, that level of like, just ease of everything? Yeah. But going back to, um, the community really quickly so the the shouting and screaming at elite i think came from the relief that you know from yff not <laughs> yeah. like you know i'd gone through grief like just getting on stage i think some people were really emotionally invested in that so for me to win like there were you know there was a lot of relief i think from my students to go oh thank god she's gonna be okay now like hopefully she just chills out this summer and then i was like whoops sorry entered exotic generation again when uh, is exotic sorry when's exotic it's it it 7th of october so mm-hmm. if when i go back but this is fixed on the 13th of september i only have like three weeks of prep again and i'm not 100 percent sure i'm gonna do it because i'm on such a high from elite mm. I'm not too sure I feel like I need to do it again. I was doing yeah. it just for fun because I had an idea in my head that I wanted to do and I'm a bit like, you know. That elite comp was like, was it, was it elite? Like, I'm not, I'm not like using that word just because of what the competition is called, but it was, it was, it was high level people. It was... It's- that's another reason why a lot of my girls came and that's why we had five tables plus 20 odd seats because i was like girls this isn't a comp that you want to miss girls guys and everyone i was like this isn't a comp you want to miss like we're talking like some of the best of the best are all going to be on stage and this is rare i was like i have not seen this many people all on stage together i was like don't miss this show and that's why a lot of people came as well they they came to support me but they came to see their pole idols on stage as well you know and not just one of them it was literally back-to-back idol idol like so it it was absolutely insane how far away are you from peterborough then how how far an hour literally just an hour oh that's not too bad no if you've got why oh no i just just wondered like for me like it took me i'm about three and a half hours on a good run that was but it took me four four and a half to get up but honestly on the sunday morning um i (laughs) because i stayed overnight on because i was on the ultra stand um and I like got up at like 6.51. I remember this so well, right? I was up at 6.51. I was out the hotel room by seven o'clock in my car. Like I was like, fuck this, I'm getting on the road. I just want to get home. Yeah. yeah, if you don't live that, like that's that's why I wondered as well. Like that's not too far to travel no. an hour down the road. By that many people turned up. Yeah, and, and for a show that big as well. Like yeah. I just, all the, all the good comps are up north. That's the problem. <laughs> no, no real good ones here down south but um yeah. but yeah it, and even seeing um george perform i spoke about oh. that wait, was... wait a minute george yeah uh, is that how you say it george 
No, he fucking told me. Oh, no, don't, Marilena. I'm really proud that I learned it properly. Because I was calling him Jorge. <laughs> like a <laughs> dick. And I backstage, I was like, is it Jorge or is it George? And he was like, Jorge. Jorge. Yes, Jorge. Tough. Jorge. Tough Jorge. Jorge. But, yeah, no, he was absolutely incredible. That yeah. was an experience for us all as polars. Yeah. Actually, for me, probably one of the best most beautiful most incredible experiences that i have ever had was standing on the sideline watching sophie duncan and watching um Jorge. i'm gonna get emotional because all of us pros were all on the side mm. being blown away yeah inspired and just like yes like to watch people that have fucking disciplined themselves and like have trained so fucking hard to be able to create that sort of artwork is so empowering it's unbelievable and that that's why i just love this sport okay. it, was, it was the arena it was the it was the fit like i've never i've never been in a i've never been in an, as an audience member i've never been in an audience where you feel like you're the only person in the room yeah because because it's but surrounded by so many people because it's gone so silent yeah like it, the the silence was like the whole arena or the whole theater whatever you want to call it uh was in awe yeah like no one's ever like yeah we it, yeah just having like the, the pros you know being stood next to someone who's fucking incredible and so disciplined and strong to look at someone else and be like like I, just, I hate the gatekeeping in this community. I hate the fact that some incredible polars won't acknowledge other incredible polars for fear of the becoming competition. Like I hate the gatekeeping in this community, and and there was none of that. Like everybody wanted everyone to win. Everyone wanted everyone to do well. Like and there was no gatekeeping at that competition, and I think that was probably the most empowering part of it because you know we were all watching people like fucking hell look at that shit you know like instead of being like well the toe wasn't pointed there or you know some bullshit yeah. expected more from them or well i've seen them do that better on instagram like there was none of that bullshit and that uh yeah i just I think... you know, do you know what right this is a really really common saying you've probably heard of it but the saying a rising tide lifts all boats um it just means that like if you aren't like whenever when we all rise when we all like praise each other and rise together like the community will rise the 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 industry will rise you know and there's just still bitterness oh it's ridiculous and there's still bitchiness and like i'm gonna uh, like oh i'd like <laughs> there's I'm, I'm gonna say this with a pinch of salt i'm gonna be like a bit delicate how i say this but i was really really surprised at the elite's the amount of people that I saw who didn't like, like as soon as I saw you, I was like, Hey babe. Or like I saw, I saw Amy and I hadn't actually, Amy the mermaid hadn't, hadn't actually met Amy before. And I went up to her like, Hey, same with Annie. But I was so shocked about the amount of people that I saw who interact with me on Instagram or, or the one person I've done a podcast with um, and didn't speak to me. No. Didn't even didn't, didn't even acknowledge me. There was one person I was really shocked about who I was 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 in and amongst a conversation with me with someone else who didn't even acknowledge me or speak to me, um, and I was just like, oh, and I said to Sh I because I I was there to mainly support Charlotte. I said to Charlotte, like I'm coming to watch you, like I'm coming up, oh. and I said to Charlotte, like what the fuck, like this is with you know how is this industry ever going to move forward and ever grow if you still have this level of like <laughs> yeah do you, do you know what i mean and then um hearing about a couple of people's experiences uh backstage um at elites and some of the comments some comments that were made so you know like separate conversation but uh i just can't believe it like what the fuck wow okay yeah 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 i I try to keep everybody at arm's length mm. and you know so that almost in essence if i'm not acknowledged by them i don't take it personally but i can imagine if i've done a podcast with someone mm. and they and, uh, I, go on you're totally um, right like keep them at arm's length like i like i'm not i don't, I don't didn't walk away being like um, oh, you know oh that's really upsetting or like i was like oh i wish i'd got a hello from them it was more of a case of like 
hey, we interact on like we're in we're in this together, like we're in the same industry. Like just say hi or smile or not hard, is it, man? No. I, yeah, I'm 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 that I'm that person that will go up somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I've liked your things on Instagram. I think I did it to um Anita. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, she looked at me like, who the fuck is that? Hi, I love you and then i think she realized like later on in the day or the evening that i was competing <laughs> i was going to be on stage and you know like i am also a professional pole dancer and i'm not just some weirdo that was hanging around in rehearsals um, and she did eventually sort of you know acknowledge me and say hi and then we chatted but i i know i knew i picked up on the, her body language that she was very much like who the fuck are you but not in a you know not in a no. in a Hey, I'm very much that person that comes over like hi <laughs> yeah and it is quite difficult to manage by the way like not manage but know how to because I was on the stand for the majority of the evening I had like quite a few people come up to me saying like I do your kettlebell plan or I listen to your podcast or like I follow you or like whatever it might be interacting with you and you're like it's sometimes really hard to, because they know everything about you or who you are yeah. or what you're about and you don't know who this person is and you're like oh thank you so much but like I don't really know what to say like it's, so I, I like there is that element but there is still just yeah like you say keep people at arm's length but it was just I it just really really shocked me at such at somewhere where there's so many there's a thing and I'm gonna say it and I hope people hear it but there is a, and it's obvious to me it is fucking textbook psychology behavior that people do when they're threatened but there is there's an element of pole idols some incredible pole dancers that will not acknowledge you anyone other incredible pole dancers they just won't acknowledge them mm. it's them down in a box and i all i see that is like it's being threatened but if you're if you're really fucking good at your sport and you bring something to the table, it really doesn't matter if someone else is really good at it as well, unless you're competing over the same customers, which is rare. You know, if you're in a different country and you're there to judge someone in a, in a country that you're not in or whatever, and you can't acknowledge them as good, like, it's obvious that if no one's done anything to you personally and you just have a distaste for them, like... You're just not acknowledging them. Like you can say someone's really good at pole and it not affect your business, your skills. Like, you know, I just, that, that's for me is the, the biggest thing. The lack of acknowledgement that people will do and, and the, the gatekeeping of the elite polers and, you know, like the big companies, it's the same instructors, you know, you, you very rarely see a mix up of instructors year by year and stuff like that. I just, I, it's you know i'm very very focused on creating my own community without the need of a brand for example you know like being behind you to back you up or give you your customer base so but yeah i i'm and i'm glad that i've been able to say this because this for me if there was going to be a controversial topic that i was going to bring up it would be the lack of acknowledgement and the gatekeeping that is happening in all areas of all different genders and races but I, as a whole, have an absolutely beautiful community. I have a beautiful, very blessed pole experience. I don't have much dramas or politics or issues. So, and I'm quite comfortable, like, I'm losing following on Instagram, but I don't feel the need to be acknowledged at the minute by anyone. So I'm not saying this, like, acknowledge me. You know, it's not that. It's just I witness it in other great pole dancers um, and stuff like that. So yeah that was no i think i think i like it i think it's a really good point you know i actually walked away from the elites and i remember i rung rob on the way home when i drove home on the sunday and i was like i don't want to compete well wow. elites elite solidified for me that i don't want to compete i don't want to be around that environment don't want to be around those sort of types of people um like i surround myself with really really good people i'm like you i like have a really good community a dynamic i um i don't i don't feel like i need to compete to prove to any to anything like what am i going to get out of it um i probably you know but 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 that all of all of that aside i just walked away being like i don't want to be a part of this community i don't like not 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 community like that that's the wrong word let me take that back i don't want to be surrounded in that environment that like there is that there's still that element of bitchiness yeah. it's not coming from everyone by the no. way it's not it's not at all because there's a lot of people that were like they, they they greet you with open arms yeah so there there is a lot there is a lot of that 
but there is still that there is still that vibe and from what i understand and speaking to people this is something that's been going on for years it's not new yeah um so and i was just like i don't, I don't want to be i don't want to be around that again like you say like i really comfortable with what i'm doing um i'm the same i think we all are by the way i'm losing followers on instagram all the time i don't you care thousand though yeah but like you you always go up and down and like i'm like i'll lose low i'll lose like i'll lose thousands of followers and i'm like but i don't yeah. I, I don't care like, no because like it's just I, I know what i'm doing is like what i love to do so i don't give a fuck yeah do you get do I what do you get paid to post yes wow yeah every time you post you get paid not you every what that is is that correct like your monetization on instagram um only really if you're doing like brand work so right. I do, yeah but you know people that are literally every time they post a fucking video they're getting paid is that a thing um i think i don't really know unless no. it's like a brand collaboration no um i don't rely on instagram to earn me any money so it doesn't stress me out like the yeah. shadow like i'm constantly fighting against it's only because i want my content like i'm gonna post it i want someone to see it because they might want to also do that or be inspired by it vice versa i want to be able to watch people's shit to that's how i train i watch people's video and go that was really nice i like that i'm gonna teach myself that and make it my own or you know do something like yeah that work so if you know if i wasn't able to access people's um content then well, i would freak out i, I so uh, every now and again i just have this panic i'm like what if like we all polars do get banned on instagram <laughs> like what like like genuinely like, what let's happens picture it what do we do do we have like a whole app just for polling well, the thing is as well, is like Instagram, like it, it depends what you're using social media for. And I can go off like on this completely, but yeah. Instagram will die out. Like, you know, like you can't be dependent on social media. It's like, like you say, you can, you can get content, you can be inspired and stuff, but like, you know, it's, it's, it is hard work too. It's, yeah, it's you know, like you can't be, you got to post just for like what you're comfortable posting with and what's that? Leave it for the kids to do, like, I can't <laughs> much time, man. <laughs> Leave it for the kids. Oh, Marilyn, I could talk to you all day. This is the problem with the podcast. I need to schedule yeah. them for, like, two, three hours. No, that's fine. We can wrap it up. No, we just, we're just, like, I could just keep going on and on and on. Like, no, no stopping. No. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But thank you so much for joining me. I think this has been an amazing chat. I think it's, like, such, such, such good topics yeah good okay i haven't been boring that's good so it's my no thing. no have you enjoyed it good yeah i have actually it's been really nice it's been yeah. nice <laughs> yeah it just shows you're vulnerable it just shows you're a real person yeah. like it, it happens and like it's important to show that too yeah definitely i've got a lot better of that than recently and if anyone can take anything from it today is to just don't bottle that shit up because you bottle it up and then something really simple like you break a mug or something happens and you have a meltdown and you yeah, can't cope no. <laughs> with uh, and, and bot so bottling things up basically means you will melt down over like something small breaking so if you're okay with that and <laughs> do it but otherwise just fucking cry well especially when you've got the community for it like as an instructor as you said like we are like we are there to always pick you up and always like you can pick up on social cues of like your students being down or like you know checking in on people but those people will equally be there for you too absolutely you know like and they they wouldn't expect anything less yeah so. yeah it was nice just to for the universe to show me how people much people cared and loved me rather than you know kind of wondering like oh you know if your self-esteem or whatever it affects you you kind of always wonder do they really love me like yeah and that was that was that that was really evident at elite that honestly i was like wow she is like she has so much support around her yeah i'm very so, yeah you should be incredibly proud of what you've created because it carries people travel like although like like you say there was still a show and blah 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 but they ultimately were coming to support you and the show is just a bit of a byproduct <laughs> like it's a bit of a, a bonus you know <laughs> one of them are amazing and i hope anyone who's listening to this podcast right there just knows how much i love them i reckon this podcast will get like the most views i reckon all the marina like 
the most listened <laughs> it would just be like your little troops listening or like i <laughs> love it but babe thank you so much this has been no absolutely wonderful thank you anytime hopefully i'll win again somewhere and talk again about my win <laughs> doesn't matter if not there might be something else we could talk about thank you. all the best